Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. You see, uh, I- I'm trying to establish the fact that man is a spirit being that God contacts us through our spirit. God deals with our spirits. He cannot contact us through our minds. The Holy Spirit doesn't dwell in our minds. He does not contact us through our bodies. Now he did in the Old Testament. The reason he did because they were spiritually dead people. I'm not living under the Old Testament. You see, you'll get uh, a lot of time people under the New Covenant will uh, talk about many times putting out fleeces. Do you know it's New Testament unscriptural to be led by fleeces? Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on how you can be led by the Spirit of God. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. But now then again, in praying in other tongues, I find out no interpretation. Interpretation has anything to do with it. My spirit searcheth. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching the inward parts of the belly. And the Holy Spirit is residing, if you'll pardon the expression, in my belly. You see, go back here to John, if you doubt that. Go back to John's Gospel, the seventh verse. Seventh chapter, 37th verse. If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believeth on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So you see, the Holy Spirit's dwelling, another translation said, not only out of his belly, but out of his innermost me- being. That's a better way to say it. The Holy Spirit's dwelling in my innermost being. And another way of saying Proverbs 20, 27 would be the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly are of, the, of your innermost being. Well, I found that my spirit very often, I'm not talking about interpretation. Now, that's a different thing entirely. Will know what I'm praying. My spirit will know that. And because, you see, the Holy Spirit's dwelling in my spirit, my spirit searches the inner parts, innermost part. And my spirit will know what the Holy Spirit is saying to my spirit. My spirit will pass it on to my mind. We'll get to that in a minute, how he does it. And uh, there's just a whole world out there in the spirit. Some people become fearful because, you see, they operate in the soul realm, and in the soul realm, you can have demon activity as well as Holy Spirit activity, and many have never learned the difference, and it's created problems. Well, we'll try to help along that line. Now, you see, uh, I- I'm trying to establish the fact that man is a spirit being, that God contacts us through our spirit. God deals with our spirits. He cannot contact us through our minds. The Holy Spirit doesn't dwell in our minds. He does not contact us through our bodies. Now he did in the Old Testament. The reason he did because they were spiritually dead people. I'm not living under the Old Testament. 
You see, you'll get uh, a lot of time people under the new covenant will uh, talk about many times putting out fleeces. Do you know it's New Testament unscriptural to be led by fleeces? Well, somebody said, yeah, but now, now, now back there in the Old Testament, Gideon put out a fleece, I know it. But if you just stop and think for a moment, if you know your Bibles, under the Old Covenant, first of all, they hadn't been born again. Secondly, only the king, the priest, and the prophet had the Spirit of God anointing them upon them to fulfill those offices. The rest of the people knew nothing about any kind of a personal manifestation of the Spirit of God to them as an individual. They saw the manifestation of God's glory in the cloud, but that holy presence was kept shut up in the holies of holies. So Gideon didn't know then when God began to deal with him because he didn't have the Spirit. He didn't know whether it was a God or the devil or who it was. Are you listening? It's awfully dangerous for New Testament Spirit-filled Christians to put out fleeces. The most dangerous thing in the world to do. For the simple reason that you see this fleece business is in the realm where Satan is God. He's the God of this world. I remember as a Baptist preacher and pastor, I never heard much about fleeces. After I got baptized and told the ghost spoke to the tongue, come over among Pentecostal people, I heard a whole lot about putting out fleeces. A lot of it. Preachers and everybody's always putting out fleeces. Well, I get, began to keep records. I began to talk to preachers in the process of time. You see, after I'd put out a fleece and it backfired on me, only time I ever got fleece is when I put out a fleece. <laughs> then I began to talk to other preachers, you see, and people and ask them, pastors and evangelists, and I never couldn't find anybody that got it to work for them. I don't know why they still did it. God doesn't work on a hit and miss method. Only time in my life that I ever miss God relative to church or preaching or or as a vandalist and so on and so forth when I put out a fleece. The rest of the time I just prayed and waited on God till I got an inward witness in here. I knew on the inside of me what to do. Are you listening to me? I knew what to do on the inside of me and I followed that and I never missed it anymore then. Never made the mistake. Well, if we'd learn to listen to our spirits, we'd just be a whole lot better off because the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Now, the spirit of man is the part of man that's born again and is the part of man that receives eternal life, which is the nature and the life of God and that becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. You remember we looked at uh, the verse there that said yesterday in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Well, that's not the outward man. The body's not new when you're born again. It's the, it's the man on the inside. The spirit man that's born again becomes a new man, a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And so it's the spirit of man that's born again. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you remember, that uh, when Nicodemus said, after Jesus said to him, you must be born again, 
and being natural, he could only think naturally. And so he said, is it possible for a man to enter into the, his mother's womb, you know, and be born the second time? Well, Jesus wasn't talking about a physical birth. He said that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. He was talking about a spiritual birth. And so that's the part of man that's born again is his spirit. And his spirit receives eternal life, the life of God, the nature of God into it. And it's his spirit. You notice he said that, uh, that God's spirit, the spirit of God bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. And it's his spirit that's made a new creature in Christ Jesus. Now the soul is not the innermost being at all. And it's not the soul that's born again. Are you listening to me now? Now here's something that you need to see. We use these terms so loosely until people have missed real truth that would bless them. We've talked about, you see, uh, uh, we've interchanged spirit and soul and acted like they were the same. Now here's a verse of scripture. Uh, look in your Bibles now. Here's something that, that helped me that, that, that really bothered me for a long time, to tell you the truth about it, because, you see, I didn't know what I know now, the difference between spirit and soul, and I did just like every other preacher did that I knew of. I, I, I referred to the spirit as the soul, and the soul is the spirit. Didn't divide them. The Bible divides them. See, I didn't. Now, you notice here in James... First chapter, the 21st verse, I want you to see something here that, that really helped me. And I believe it will you too. He says here, and remember now, that James is not writing to sinners. He's not writing about sinners. He's not writing to sinners. He's writing to the church. I know he is because, you know, in James, the fifth chapter, and you understand this, that James didn't write this in chapter and verses. James just wrote a letter. Man divided it into chapters and verses many, many hundreds of years later. Just, you know, make it easier for references. James just wrote a letter. He's writing a letter to the church because he said here, <clears throat> In James 5, 14, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. And let them pray over him, anoint him with all in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Lord shall raise him up. If he have committed sin, he shall be forgiven him. Now notice that the word church is used there. Is any sick among you? Among whom? You. Let him call for the elders of the church. Any sick among the church? Let him call for the elders of the church. So he's writing a letter, the whole letter, is written to the church. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life, so visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Right now, I want to tell you about this month's special offer, the book by Kenneth E. Hagan, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God Legacy Edition. It has never been more important to be able to discern the leading of the Spirit of God than it is today. With many voices, the voice of the world, the voice of the flesh, the voice of the enemy competing for our attention, 
it is imperative that we tune into the leading of God's Spirit. How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God Legacy Edition teaches you how to focus on the Spirit's leading in every area of your life. This book is only $14.95, and when you purchase the book, you'll receive a bonus, the book Soaring with the Eagles by Ken Hagen, absolutely free. This is an $8.95 value. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. We are going to be in Seekonk, Massachusetts in October. Yes. Now, you know, somebody said, well, uh, October is a little bit away. Well, it's not that far away. No, it is. It's just a, a few weeks, weeks yeah, yes. a couple, three weeks. And October at Seekonk, Massachusetts, October the 4th through the 6th at Faith Christian Center. Yes. Now, on Sunday evening, it'll be at 7 o'clock. Then on Monday, Tuesday, it will be at 10.30 and 7 That's PM. right. That's right. I'll and be speaking in the morning and yes, you'll be speaking, speaking at night. night. Then we're going to move over to Nanuet, New York mm -hmm. for October 7th through 9th. Wednesday at 7, Thursday and Friday morning at 10.30 a.m. you'll seven. be speaking. Mm -hmm. And Thursday and Friday night at 7, I'll be speaking at the Redeeming Love Christian Center. Hey, if, you, if you're in the area, those areas, if you got friends, hey, let them know about it so that they can come out and be a part. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan on how you can be led by the Spirit of God. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org to purchase this teaching in a two-volume CD or MP3 set. Thanks for listening. That's next time on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.